The Cody Road is flowing tonight in the Cyclone Fanatic home office in beautiful Bondurant. Before we bring Brent Bloom in, I want to tell you about our presenting sponsor, Mechdyne. Check them out at mechdyne.com. I've had some people ask, and I'm glad you guys are engaged. It is M-E-C-H-D-Y-N-E.com. Located up in Marshalltown, one of the great Iowa companies that not everybody's heard of. A couple of Iowa staters invented this company, or not invented it, they created it years ago. It's now a worldwide company. It's a collection of technology companies is how they define it. But most importantly, you don't have to be a, a computer engineer to work for Mechdyne. They have all sorts of jobs for marketing. Maybe you're just a young person wanting to start off in the IT world. Go to Mechdyne.com and check out their careers page. These are phenomenal people who own and run Mechdyne. I personally have thought about getting out of this business at some point and uh, asking my friend Chris Clover if I can come and work for him. That's how much I believe in this company. Uh, this is not just me talking to you guys. Go to MacDine.com today and check it out. All right. Uh, Kim Mulkey is gone. Iowa State basketball recruiting continues to be a hot topic and a, an ESPN talking head is disrespecting the Iowa State football program. That's what's coming up tonight here on the Williams and Bloom Sunday Night Podcast. It's English. Bring in the horns. It's a good way to start your work week. Song just grows on me. It's a damn. Look, look forward to it every week. I, I gotta too. get this on Spotify. Get the album up. Well, I mean, there's like ten thousand Cyclone fans who listen to this every week, and I bet you because the song's so badass that they'd all go and give it great. Yeah. Work. How does no, Spotify no, no. even work? I don't. I'm not on it. No idea. You don't, I don't you're know. not on it? No, I'm on it. But I don't know how you would get a song up. Like I don't know I don't know if you're a producer how you get songs into the queue. But I'm sure uh, it's considered these things. English, man. That's a that's a bad You can buy cuz you could buy songs. Well, I, I that's I'm thinking how can we put some money in English's pocket? It's got to be a way. Because that's a badass song. Yeah, if he gets that up somewhere, people will support it. Let's we'll support it. So let's well, let's let's figure that out, English. Uh, okay. Uh, welcome to tonight's pod. It's probably Monday morning. This is maybe the latest we've ever started recording. Ten o'clock. Uh, the Cody Road, as I mentioned, is flowing tonight. We are fired up. This is my third. This is about as much as I've ever gone to. It's going down smooth. This is, yeah. I'm not drunk. I no, just, you you I'm, are. You just, are in that just good letting, mode. Yeah, this is going to be. Uh, I'm not going to hold anything back. <laughs> not that I ever do. Sure. Um, how was how was your week? It's fine. It was a kind of quieter week. Yeah, not 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 a lot going on. Boy, the Eli King thing though, like that. I guess that was early in the week, and then and Aruna was early in the week too. So those were both uh, with man. So I guess some stuff happened. Uh, both are going to help. I really like the potential of Tristan and Aruna. I know immediately you look at the numbers and you go, well, he only averaged three points a game or two and a half points. It's like, well, he had some good players ahead of him. If you look at the talent level, the uh, long-term upside for Tristan, I think it's very high. So I'm excited that they grabbed him. Yeah, I am too. That was a big get. Yeah, I forgot, man, all these commits – have just kind of strung together yep. and it just, you lose track of when they happened. Yep. And then Eli King was the next day was a really big freaking deal. He is really good. He's a kid who could have played. Well, he got offered to play 
power five football as well. High level athlete. It, you know what's funny about him is I've been familiar with him because I knew Iowa State was recruiting him, but also because his older brother played for TJ at South Dakota State. Sure. But when I first looked for him, I couldn't find his basketball profile yeah. anywhere because he was such a big time football player. Yeah. So he, his hometown, which I think is Caledonia, am I yeah. saying that right? Yeah, I believe Is so. right across the river from Lacrosse, And so you're in that. Matt Thomas, Matt Thomas, Lexi Denarski yeah. region. In fact, I have a uh, a relative who works in lacrosse and works with Eli King's mom. Oh wow! Yeah, so she's taking credit for all the Iowa. She's an Iowa Stater as well, and so. Uh, but I, but the point is, I mean, the, again, you're in this Midwest connection of all these connections that that the staff has in the Midwest, and it worked out perfectly for Eli with timing, and he's won. He, he had a knee injury. His junior year, I think he's a super high-end guy, though. I mean, 6'3", 180, can really jump I, and has the potential to be a good shooter as well. I think uh, sky's the limit for Eli King. And the neat part is, C-Dub, he and Lipsy are AAU teammates already. So oh, they, I didn't even yeah, know that. they know each other very, very well. In fact, they're the starting backcourt for D1 Minnesota. Wow. So they'll be playing together well, I, I all need summer. To- I need to send Jared to one of their tournaments. That'd I think be you good have content. To. Yeah, they're yeah. Act, they're playing already. I mean, they're already doing the spring and summer circuit. You think about that, and then Tyrese Hunter. Yep. And I'm really excited. I mean, you've got your backcourt. That's it. Guards, yeah, I mean, guards win. You're set. And I mean, I think all those guys. I mean, of the three, uh, Hunter would have the chance to leave early. I would say it right now. But in my opinion, all of them will be around, hopefully, you don't know in college basketball anymore, but I think both, all those guys are at least two- to three-year guys, at least. And so that's huge with continuity. And you're, those are your building blocks right there, those three. And look at Baylor. I mean, obviously, you want to look at Baylor because they won it all, but they won with guards, and you can't have enough of them. Obviously, you still need bigs, and I, I do think, you know, going forward, you the next guy in that 22 class, you'd like to get a – a forward type, but man, you're 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 looking pretty good between those guards and then Foster's high end potential as well. But even some of these transfers that have come in have two years, and so you're really building um, not only for this year, but I think for year two of TJ could be pretty pretty good stuff. Well, so there's another one now that's in the mix. Uh, our premium subscribers again have been locked in on all of this. That was a fun update to read this morning. It got me excited. <laughs> well. So here's the deal. Um, the the Cameron Fletcher situation, again, we started reporting that uh, early last week that we thought this thing could be sliding. We didn't know Iowa State's interest was still there. But you look at the roster after the Inaruna. Yeah, him and Fletcher were not the same player, but closer. It, so, like, if you look at the roster, you go, what do you need right? Like, because really... They're a guard away from being close. Yeah. Like, we don't know where, you know, but to be to make it interesting. Good way to put it. And it, it began. Next year. Next year. Yes. Like, right away. Yeah. It began to look early to, like, Tuesday, Wednesday of last week, like the Cameron Fletcher thing was heading in a specific situation. And... Then this new name pops up. It doesn't have a ton of legs behind it yet. Uh, you can go, you can become a premium subscriber and you can learn all of the deets. Sorry, we have to promote it. <laughs> but the young man, uh, John Rothstein, reported today um, Penn State transfer Isaiah Brockington has interest from Iowa State. There was a handful of other colleges. I actually think that of all the colleges that were on there, Iowa State would be the right there with Arkansas would be one and two. Um, Arkansas probably a better program right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. but if you want playing time and to be the man, Iowa State more of a spot right now. Yep. 12.6 points per game last year at Penn State, really 4.9 nice rebounds. Yep. Really fits what they're looking for, Brent, as far as a mature Proven 
veteran, I hate saying this, but it's culture type guy who can come in and be a good influence on your young players. It's very early in this process, but if this could happen, if Isaiah Brockington could be the final piece for next year's team, with the state of the Big 12, yes, you're kind of looking at, like, could this team get into the 5-6 range, potentially? I don't know, but I think, we, you know, we had the conversation last week, like, what's the best-case scenario? Somebody asked is that. That was kind of what we were yep. putting. Yep. And Brockington helps a lot more than Fletcher to Yeah, get it, immediately. Yeah. Now, Fletcher has a higher ceiling than totally. Brockington. Yep. But Brockington fits the roster better. That's that's well said. Um, I will one one thing here. Oklahoma had a good week, so they got they, a couple. They, they did, but and for, Texas Tech did too. Keeping McClung, I mean, assuming yeah. he doesn't get drafted, drafted by the NBA, yep, they're yep. going to be better than I thought they were yep. a week ago. I, so I think that part has changed just a little bit. But Brockington, you know, to to have the success he did, so he's transferred before. He actually started his career at Saint Bonaventure, um, and then went to Power Five, leveled with Penn State. Didn't shoot it great, so that'd be the concern. I mean, shot at twenty eight percent from three, which isn't isn't great, but uh, kind of a old school combo guard, pretty physical kid. That would that would help. I mean, he, he comes in, he probably starts. In fact, he would start. I don't know who exactly gets relegated to the bench in that scenario, uh, but he's good enough to come in and be that older guy to to be a steady leader. And you I mean, play you play him off Hunter then, because Hunter's going to start, and but you have that sure. experience. And then Kalsher's probably your three. Yeah. I think in my scenario, you could play Enaruna at a four. If Enaruna sees himself, no, I want to be more of that two, three, which is like, okay, that's great. Have a six, eight guy at that position. Then maybe you put in, you know, a Henson or Jazz. Foster's your five. And then Foster's probably your, or Condit. I mean, I'm not writing off Condit yet either. I actually think George is set up to have a big. Year. I think he is too. But you're really going to, I think the nice part is if you get a guy like Brockington. He is a proven commodity. And Aruna's not proven yet. Um, Kalsher's a proven commodity. Hunter's not yet. We think we know about Hunter. Yeah. Um, Caleb Grill's a pretty known commodity at, at this point. Like, you can, you well, can you, balance. You can, you can put Brockington and Grill at point guard for minutes if you need. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Isaiah can handle the Brock, Brockington can handle the ball. And then you just got different options. I think in that case, the depth you have, you can probably play nine guys pretty comfortably then, which is a great which is great, especially for a young team to figure it out. But he gives you something, because I think in this last scholarship spot, I want a guy who can score points. And that, that's what it comes down to. Because I've got, yeah. I've yeah. got some of the other nice extracurriculars. I've got a, a, you know, a stretch four like Jazz. I've got Caleb Grill to come in and maybe get me some, some instant offense off the bench. Kalsher's my defender and shooter. But I need a guy to just get give me some baskets, and this is where Brockington comes. And the one the one thing I like, you're getting older, exactly. And but, and he's a nice bridge between, you know, these next. He could potentially have two years. I think. Yes. He might only play one, but then that bridge is between bit of a Coleman Lance situation yeah. here. And then you're bridging between uh, Lipsy and King. Okay, so he's that that guy along with Kalsher that gets to that next wave of younger cyclones that will be coming up here. I mean, think about that backcourt though. Again, Hunter's the wild card because he's a freshman. No idea. Kalsher yeah. and Brockington though. That's pretty solid. Very solid. There's more talent at other places in the league, but physical the, the, strong. The floor is pretty high with those two guys. Yeah. You kind of just know what you're going to get. Well said. Yeah, you're just I don't know. I mean, neither of those two are probably NBA caliber, right? No. And you need, I don't think so. you need you need at least in 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 history, you need at least a couple NBA guys to win the Big 12. But you're not talking about winning the Big 12 next. We're trying, year. trying We want to get to 5. Right. Like not even that. Like I, anybody listening would take 6 I, or 7 at this point, babe. We went 0 19 a year ago. I saw some stuff this week. It's like, "Well, why would we want Kansas's leftovers. Well, Kansas is on a different level than where Iowa State is right now. Like, yes. getting Anarunas of the world is a big plus to where Iowa State was. Like, you got to take steps along the way here. And uh, I think I think this would make a lot of sense all over the place. So I, I would be excited to have uh, Mr. Brockington join the, join the club. Well, that's the only name we know right now uh, as far as after the Fletcher well, thing. And I think the other thing here is, is because you have Anaruna now signed up, you can be super selective 
Brockington entered the portal like four days ago. Yeah. He's not going to be the last one. So if you find a good fit like him, great. You can be done. Or and, you just hold on to it. And the Brockington situation could change in a moment. I mean, if he gets a call from John Calipari, you know, like th- right now we know what the list is, but that could that's a moving part. Uh, speaking of, is it true that Iowa State contacted C.J. Frederick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got to publicize that. Yep. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? He'd know the commodity. roster. He would fit it perfectly. I hope they called him. Yeah. I mean, I think he's out th- there. I think that they felt it out, and it seems like everybody just kind of knows he's going to Kentucky. Right. I just. But I, I call think the young man. I they, think he's a fine player. They did, uh, and it do your due deal, serves diligence. some other purposes yeah. too. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I just had to mention that. But no, I think where did somebody report that? No, or, I don't think I don't me? think Iowa State ever got brought up in some of these lists. No, that I they think put I told. Yeah, I told the premium folks that that must have been where you saw it. <laughs> no, I was hope I didn't, I didn't. Maybe I saw it there, but I was yeah. hoping Iowa State at least contacted. They, they him. did. They reached out, and there was zero interest there. So <laughs> I don't think that Mister uh, Frederick. I, I think that that one's pretty locked yeah, and loaded. I'm where he's figuring out where he's going. Yeah, everybody knows where where that one's yeah. going to end. I just got to call the guy. It's part of the process. <sighs> All right. Um, are you good on that? Yeah. No, I just think again, you, you can be patient now. <laughs> I just have. What could this be in reference to? We're going to talk about We're going to talk about Kim Mulkey. She's not literally dead. This is a figurative in relation to the Big 12. Yes. Uh, we'll do that coming up here in a moment. I want to thank our friends. I love the Wizard of Oz. I thank our friends at Gravitate Coworking. For sponsoring the podcast, Jeff's coming on our. Uh, Have you seen The Wizard of Oz before? Yeah. Okay. Just oh, yeah. Sure you saw that one. Big, okay. big fan. Yeah. Jeff's coming on our um, charter to Vegas. Jeff Wood and his wife are. It's going to be what great. a lucky guy. And you're sold out. Sold out. I was going to talk to you about that. Well, you need to get on the flight. Still? I might. <laughs> might need to get on the flight, but if you're sold out, you're sold out. Well, we we have a few like promotional things held back. Okay. All right. We'll we'll check. You know, Todd Blythe's coming. I did not know that. Blythe and I have seats next to each other on the flight. I put our wives in the bro behind. It's Blythe and I drinking the entire way to Vegas. Blythe loves the Cody Road. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I specifically put me and Todd. And Jeff Wood's on that flight, too? Yeah. I might want to sit next to Jeff. Yep. I can arrange that. And what's great is if you're on our Vegas charter, you're going to get... So, Brian and the, the guys at Cycle and Liquors our partners and he's got all these connections. Oh, yeah. There's going to be so much free alcohol on that flight. But when you get to your room, we're going to have like little baggies from our friends at Mississippi river distilling. So you're just going to get to your room in Vegas and have whiskey. So you, I mean, if you're sold out, this is horrible promotion. Cause you, well, just now you're just making it. You're just rubbing salt in the wound for people who didn't sign up. This is why you travel with Cyclone Fanatic right. when it comes to this stuff, because we don't screw around. Well, that just proves the intelligence of Jeff Wood. And we don't have the, we don't have to be like bureaucratic or anything. We can just do it. We have fun. And those, those, those folks at Cyclone Liquors, they are legit. Place is one of my favorite stops. Brian at Cyclone Liquors is one of the smartest people I've ever met. Like I, I lean on him for stuff all the time. I, I love that guy. Anyways. Uh, Jeff Wood is a smart guy, and he, he owns Gravitate Coworking. We tell you about him every week. Go to gravitatecoworking.com. Check out the membership options, uh, the different meeting spaces that you can get. A, you can get anything from an office to a mailbox. You can really do. You can rent conference rooms. Uh, they're all over the place. Jeff, Jeff sent me a message this week that they have good coffee there, not just oh, House. funny you say that. Uh, with our conversation last week, had some folks tweeting at us. I ordered, and I have it up there. I have not brewed it yet. I'm going to brew it tomorrow morning. The uh, Fredericks, you know, the yeah. lo- they they do a Templeton Rye Barrel Age coffee. Oh, my gosh. I have it sitting up there. I got it in the mail yesterday. I forgot to brew it this morning because I was kind of hungover after the fights this morning, so I started <laughs> drinking that, like, amino stuff, just dumping in water and chugging that. Is this, that sounds like a creation. Did it well, work? Yeah, it actually is a good thing for hangovers. Okay. But anyways, yeah. uh, this has been the most out-of-control Gravitate co-working <laughs> ad of all time, but I know my guy Jeff. 
He's going to appreciate it. And we want you guys to check it out. They've got locations downtown, midtown. In Jefferson, I believe that is the first rural co-working spot in the state of Iowa. Going on a hunt. I'm going just a hunch. One of the few. And then uh, over in Cedar Falls. Let's get back to the pod. I haven't seen this movie in so long. Legit no blow. Judy Garland. Is that Dorothy? Yeah. From uh, Grand Rapids, Minnesota. As mayor of the Munskern City. This is the, the, of the land commissioner of the SEC. I welcome you most regally. But we've got to verify it regally. To see. To see. The, uh, is morally. Occasionally when I officiate. Oh, no. Some would refer to me as a Munskern. That's not very nice. <laughs> I laughed. So, real quick though, is a munchkin a human, or are they? I mean, the munchkins in the Wizard of Oz. I I don't know what context they consider themselves. Kim Mulkey. Hold on one second. I'm going to get another drink. Again, she's not literally dead. She went to LSU. And we don't want her to die. No. That's not... I just feel like in 2021, you have to clarify that. Well, when when uh, Baylor's won every single Big 12 championship in yeah. women's basketball since 2011. And let's be, can we just like call a spade a spade? Like, she's not the nicest human. Um, She's always yelling at people, making excuses. She she belittles her I, I don't her know opponents. Kim personally, but she doesn't seem to have the best public persona. Yeah, like. It, they, you know, which I think is one of the reasons. Never their fault. It's one of the reasons why, in my, and I don't know why she's leaving, but I have a hypothesis. Um, so when they beat Iowa State last, so it would have been March of 2019 in the Big 12 Championship game. Awesome high level game. I was down in OKC for doing the radio. She made a very strange and elongated point in the post game about how. She and the rest of Baylor doesn't get the respect they deserve down in Waco anymore. Which I wonder why. Makes me think, though, a couple things have happened. One, the men's team just won a national championship, which I think has an impact here in, in some weird way. Really? But she has always had this, like, I'm not appreciated for how good we've been in Waco. Have Even you- though they are really appreciated down there. It's a very strange, like, she's built up this... Which a lot of great people do, right? This like Michael Jordan's the same way. Like you build up this nobody thinks I'm good enough. I'm going to show you mentality, and she, and her roots are in Louisiana. So I think there's a couple things at bay for why she would make this move. But it still is very, it's wild. It doesn't happen very often where somebody's out of place for twenty, I think twenty two years, and won multiple national championships, and then goes and makes a lateral move. In a lot of ways, well, it's very. Have you odd. heard what her salary is going to be? No, no, that could be another one. Two yes. mil, two mil, north, two and a half. Expected to earn two point five base. Ow. I was told last night. Okay, because I started well, working the too. phones on this. That like the wow. incentives are going to be anywhere from two point eight to three million a year. Okay, well, for a women's basketball coach. That's a lot. I mean that Gino's making. What does Gino get? I would. He's not making three. I, I would doubt he's making three. I don't. I don't know. But I don't think he's making. What three. is it like? She's so unlikable. She's very good at her job. I no. She's a that's brilliant. Part of it. She's yeah. a brilliant coach. Yep. But she is so. I've never seen like. I've never watched her. 
in a press conference and be like, well, that was gracious. It's the same with John Calipari. I mean, they're very similar. Um, I think when you get to a point where you're... You know who I'd compare it to? Kevin Durant. Okay. Very sensitive. Like, all, like you never hear Kevin Durant be like, man, I'm blessed to play this game. Yeah. Like, how blessed am I to be able to come out here and play the game that I love? No, it's always... There's something else to yeah, gripe it, about. So, you know, somebody's yeah. treating me unfair. Yeah. Like, Mulkey, you know, they've never lost. No. They've been screwed. You know, <laughs> yeah. they. You know the State COVID deal. COVID. Like, they shouldn't have been playing. COVID is too hard on the team. And then, you know, it was the total opposite. Carlton won player of the year over Yeah, and Kalani she threw Brown. a fit yeah. over that. Yep. And, I, and the way I took it, and I'm very sensitive for Bill Finley here. Yeah, I'm like, I love Bridget, but she was taking shots at Bill Finley in that press conference. In my opinion. Yeah. You could say that. I don't I, know. It's I, interesting now. I mean, okay. So I'm the, glad th- she's gone. The 3 million. That makes a lot of sense. Then. And I, she's totally worth it. I, yeah. I mean, if, and she'll, she'll win there. Oh yeah. They're going to be in final be, force. And, and I wouldn't be surprprised if some of her players at Baylor follow her over to LSU. Why wouldn't they? They, yep. they probably went there they, because of, her. and this is, this is, I mean, they have won every single Big 12 championship in women's basketball, I think, since 2011. So this is major ramifications on the rest of the league. And Is Texas or Iowa State the favorite in the Big 12 next year? Well, Texas just lost Collier. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I mean, Baylor. we'll see what Baylor does. So they they said they're going to do a nationwide search. If you're – but who would want to replace her? I mean, that is literally like replacing – it's not quite John Wooden, but it's close. You don't want to, what's the saying? You don't want to be the person that replaces the man. You want to be the person that replaces the replaces, the, whatever it is. I, and and their associate head coach is an older guy. He's really good. Bill Brock's his name, I think. But he's older. And so I don't know if he's one that's going to want to take this on. And then they have a couple of assistant coaches that haven't done a lot, you know, as far as head coaching experience. So I don't know if they can stay in the family. And if you do a nationwide search, again, who does Waco's a strange place? It is. It just yeah. is. It's 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 unique. Scott Drew's a reasons. strange guy. Uh, Scott Drew fits in well. I mean, they've yeah. proven He's, you can win there. Which maybe if, if if you're a head coach, that's obviously the ultimate goal. But is is it a unique place? They can pay pretty well. I did not realize LSU could pay three million dollars, which is crazy. However. Now, Again, we'll base two point five, but like with the, I heard incentives, you could get up to like I I heard from a source I trust last night they were hearing upwards of two point eight to two point nine. So I mean, yeah, good, good, good for her if she signed that deal. Um, and then her daughter on the staff, she is, so she'll go with her unless she could get the bit. Well, it, and then it, her her son played baseball at LSU, and now is in the Cardinals. System. Yeah, there's a whole background yeah, I mean, there's, there. There's stuff there. Um, she's from Louisiana. It's it's fascinating. She's a Titan. I I mean, no, this lover or like, hater, like she is an absolute icon I, in that sport. I don't know how you would compare it on the men's side. Be like Coach K ten years ago, going to coach uh, Maryland. That would never happen. Yeah, it's, because it's LSU very, isn't like one of those no. women's pro. It's not like she's going to Tennessee. Nope. I mean, LSU was a fine program in like the mid-2000s. Like they made several lead eights. But it's not like they're historically a powerhouse. In fact, Louisiana Tech, I believe, has won more national championships than LSU has. Iowa State women... No, this is great are, for them. Are, are they... The, this is great especially for them. Especially what the future looks like with those young players... Well, and, and Baylor was they so dominant. They could win dominant. the league next year. Yeah, I mean, Baylor was so dominant. It was, It's crazy that Bill now beat them two of the last three times, though, which is great. But, no, I think I, I think the, the Iowa State women, we'll see who Baylor hires, how many players stay there. But you're probably top three, no question. And then also, we didn't touch on it yet, but Jenny Baranchek goes to Oklahoma to make oh, things a little more interesting. Jeez, forgot about yeah. that. So yeah, that happened last this week. This is going to be a newsy uh, women's basketball season coming up. I can't wait. Full Hilton Coliseum. I can't Get wait. Get some season tickets to the women's team. I kind of thought about 
since TJ's, because I kind of want to go and like cheer. Yeah. Like I should, I kind of like want to just cover the women. That'll be my beat. That'd be, I mean, they're, a and, I, and I love that program. So it, like genuinely like would eat it up going to Hilton and like go back to my roots how of great, having like a beat. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And how great is it going to be to have fans in Hilton Coliseum? Ugh. I couldn't it do was, it last year. It I didn't go once. Horrible. I haven't been to Hilton since. Good for you, because it was horrible. <sighs> Brutal. It was like, yeah, yeah, it was just not, and not an enjoyable experience. Even, yeah, multiple reasons. Anyways, but yeah, that's that'll that is a huge seismic shift in women's college basketball. We want to talk about this uh, this ESPN talking head. That's been just crapping all over Iowa State football. But before we do that, um, speaking of crapping, Bloom, I got a colonoscopy a couple of years at the Iowa Clinic. Did you know that? Having some uh, stomach problems they now. Should, they should pay you more. <laughs> this resulted then of me accidentally getting the fiber lax. I thought I was taking fiber, and I was actually taking fiber lax for, I don't know, like 14 months or something like that. And we discovered it. When you're in Heinz's Hines, basement, right? It was Heinz's in-law's basement uh, prior to the Blair Walsh miss. Your wife calls you and goes, what do you do? My wife FaceTimes me because my father-in-law was here watching or hanging out with Ashley and Cameron and he had forgotten to bring his fiber, and Ashley goes, oh, Chris has some. Oh, no. Grab, they, they discover the fiber lacks. Anyways, that was at the result of me, yeah, I was having stomach problems prior to that, hanging out with my main man, Dr. Nicholson, getting my annual physical. He says, hey, I'm going to send you to Dr. Larson, internal medicine. They're like, we want to check this out, and they... I was pretty young at the time. I got a colonoscopy at the age of 30. But, hey, we, you check on that. Be a man and go to the doctor. That's right. It's not hard. You go to iowaclinic.com, and you can do everything. on. They've got the My Health portal. We talk about this often. The urgent cares, you can reserve your spot at an urgent care location in West Des Moines or Ankeny online. It's phenomenal. The E-Clinic, last time I met with Dr. Nicholson, I just did it on my phone. There you go. Bebopped it right up. I'm, I'm in my truck. It was parked. I'm in my truck talking to Dr. Nicholson and, and you know about what was going on. Yeah. Telemedicine. IowaClinic.com. Changing the world. Check them out today. You know what else is changing the world? When you can just set your lawnmower on your front porch. They came this week. Did you get your sharpen lube? No, I got uh, I got the treatment. You got your treatment, your lawn treatment, treatment from the A plus lawn professionals. Yep my my dandelions in my yard look like the wicked witch now. <laughs> the wicked witch without makeup. That's right, just um, withered, withered and dying. No, it's not too late, guys. It's just April twenty fifth. We've actually had a pretty chilly spring thus far. Uh, we have some 80-degree days coming up. Let's mm-hmm. get after it. Let's call up A-plus lawn, A-plus lawn and landscape. Go to A-plus-lawn.com. Tell them Cyclone Fanatic sent you. Their number is 515-368-8496. A great locally-owned business. Uh, Sean Edwards is my guy who owns it. A uh, phenomenal human being. And they've been a great supporter of everything that we do uh, for man, over five years or so, the official spring football coverage sponsor of what we're doing at CycloneFanatic.com. The Sharpen Lube, um, and, and I know that they're backed up on that right now. So the lawn treatments, man, it is cool to drive around here, the great city of Bondurant. Oh, all over the place. They're all over the yeah. place. You see the A plus lawn and landscape flags. Uh, you can't miss them. All right. Um, so who do who are we upset with this week? Greg, it's uh, Greg McElroy. Greg McElroy. Yeah, yeah. What did he do? Now he's the old Alabama quarterback, right? Right. So Greg McElroy is also one of ESPN's main analysts for college football. I think he does a fine job normally. So he was on College Football Live on Monday, 
And this is Greg's quote. So this came, this is after the whole FBI index, which is a totally computer-based algorithm. Yeah, it's data. It's just data. It's not, this is not like Kirk Herbstreet in infiltrating his opinion. Correct. This is, and it had Iowa State at fourth above Ohio State. Based on, so it, it bases a, your your production from a year ago and how many guys you have returning. In that metric, Iowa State's going to be high on everything because guess what, Chris? They have 20 of 22 starters back from a team that was really good last year. People forget that. Uh, Here's what Greg said, though. Iowa State being at number four is ludicrous. Ludicrous? Ludicrous. Ahead of Iowa State, or ahead of Ohio State, question mark, this is a team that, yes, at 9-3 and had a heck of a season, won a New Year's Six Bowl game, and have a lot to be excited about. But five of those nine wins came by a touchdown or less, and six games were decided by a touchdown or less. It's not like this team was dominant. Whereas on the other side, Ohio State, or some of the teams behind Iowa State, they were dominant. I'm not at that point where the I can ones call... played six games. I'm not at that point where I can call Iowa State dominant without seeing something in the fall. <laughs> where do we start with that? Well, I mean... Awful opinion. So, I got an email several months back, actually, from a, a guy who uh, named Maddie down in Texas. Matty? Matty. Okay. Uh, big fan of the podcast, so thank you, Matty. Yeah, thanks, Matt. But he his point was, and this is his question, and he had a, a long, a long uh, point beyond it, but why do you think national media has a bias towards certain schools like Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, Michigan, LSU, Florida, Texas, etc.? Is it because all of them used to be on TV back in the day? Do they just not like the little guy? Or, I, or, I mean, because I think this plays into it, right? Because if Iowa State, here's my point. It's hard for Greg McElroy to it, it, respect Iowa State. For, because if if Iowa State is Texas in this scenario, so it's Texas that went 9-3, and three, won the Fiesta Bowl handily over a good Oregon team and yeah. had 20 starters yeah. back, there's no question that you're ranked in the top five without even, even thinking twice about it. But because it's Iowa State, Iowa State gets docked because of that. And it's going to take some time. I mean, you can get mad about what Greg said, but it's going to take some time before the paradigm shifts here. And unfortunately for Iowa State, you're going to get more of this as the summer goes on, so get used to it. When these magazines come out, it's going to be, well, Iowa State did it in one year. Can they actually have back-to-back years? And it is what it is. It is a fair question. Iowa State did win a fair amount of close games last year. Yeah. I, I understand that. I don't deny any of that. So, but like Maddie asked, and and I think this plays into Greg McElroy. Greg McElroy comes from Nick Saban, Alabama, where you rarely, if ever, enter a field where you're not the premier, most talented team in the country. It is absolutely ingrained in his mind that everybody else is inferior, unless those four or five programs. That yep, Maddie mentioned. mentioned. Yep. I will defend the media in this sense. Is it for ratings, though? Why is it those same select few schools? Because they're usually the best. Okay, but the Texas and Nebraska haven't been. But did he mention those? He said Texas, but not Nebraska. I mean, but recruiting plays into this at some point, right? It does. No, I don't. I don't think it's a ratings deal. Like. I, I'll agree. The Nebraska thing is very real. And even a guy like me is guilty of this because I grew up going to Memorial Stadium watching Tommy Frazier kick everybody's ass. Like, we weren't Nebraska fans, but they were you so. appreciated the greatness. Yeah, dad yeah. would take me over there and we would watch them. They and, haven't done anything since 2001. But it is like, Brent, I'm 36. Yeah, I know you still get sucked into it. I mean, every year they're near the top oh, 25. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Frost's going to get them turned around but this year. I'm saying if, if let's say it's Nebraska instead of Iowa State that went 9-3 and three and won the story. Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, it's like not even. What, just flip it around. What if Oregon wins the Fiesta Bowl? Right. You know. And by and the way, Iowa State kicked Oregon's ass. Like, it wasn't just Iowa was, State won the Fiesta Bowl. It they, was a very one-sided to game. To steal Coach Otzelberg, they suffocated. Yeah, it wasn't. It was not you a know. competitive game. But I do think, let's say um, national media, Colin Coward, yep. first guy that came yep. to my mind. Yep. You have to ask yourself this. Who's he watching? Sure. He's not. 
tuning into Iowa State TCU. That's the same yeah. exact game I was thinking of. No, 11 yeah. a.m. FS1. It's 9 o'clock in L.A., Right. How like long is it going to take? Like, well, can can Iowa State turn it around if they have another eleven and one? If they do ten and two, eleven and one? I mean, I think you have everybody's attention, but I also like what you worry about, and this is very real. Like Oregon State has had some of those teams where it's just like they sneak into an FCS FBS game and or BCS game. I think Iowa State is at the point where they've sustained it more. Um, but that's like, where I was going to go. My, I think. It is human nature. I think anybody, I guess I'm putting myself, I'm being a little too biased here. I wish the sport had more parity. Yeah. I mean, realistically, if you look at in the college football playoff era, there's what? Eight programs? Well, I mean, I had the stat in the the blog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wrote about this. That's where I read this. The Nobody not it's a horrible phrasing. The the team that won the national championship started the preseason in the top six every single year. You're just not sneaking up on anybody in the playoff. You're just not. No. I mean there's some teams who came from outside to get in to the playoff, but everybody has at least started the year in the top twenty five in the college football playoff era. So Yeah, I, I get it. I mean, if let's say Let's say Indiana is Iowa State. I, you know, honestly, would I be like, okay, Indiana, do it again? I probably would. Okay, I mean, I'm. How many honestly, times has Northwestern had to deal with that over the years? Yeah. I mean, maybe not at the level that Iowa State. I don't ever remember Northwestern having like top the high ten. Yeah. yeah, but also like so, I've I've talked about this on the podcast when I was doing the um, Athlon preview for this year. It really, dude. It it knocked me kind of on my side to look at that roster I, and it, really objectively, but holy crap, this team is loaded with two Heisman Trophy candidates. This is why I do think this year, now not all of the games were one-sided last year for Iowa State. They had some close ones. I mean, the Baylor game was too close. Um, oh, God, The Louisiana, obviously, I mean, you, you're going to look at, people are going to bring up the Louisiana game, all those things. I think this year has the potential where Iowa State could really just hammer some people. You know, think more K-State and West Virginia from a year ago mm-hmm. than some of those other ones. Here's a little stat I looked up before I came over here. Since 2017, so that's a pretty long period of time, Iowa State has three more wins in Big 12 Conference play than Texas does. Not okay, su- Not surprising, but nobody but, nationally would think t- that. But Texas won a Sugar Bowl in that time span. Mm-hmm. I mean, they won a Sugar Bowl in 2018. Yeah. So it's been pretty consistent where Iowa State has – it's not just a one-trick pony at this point. I mean, it's, no, it's, it's a, been sustained since 17. And that's like, why every single one of us should appreciate this Campbell staff. Oh, my gosh. You know. This is year five of – they're going to yeah. be seven or – definitely seven you know, or more wins. I said those Oregon State teams, and I, I was thinking of, um, like, Dennis Erickson when he was out there. Yeah, like, when they had Chad Johnson yeah. and uh, TJ Hushman. Yeah, Zada. but, like, they never sustained a five-year nope. stretch like no. this. No, that's the thing. is like, this isn't a flash in the pan anymore. This is year five yeah. of, of high-level Iowa and State it, football. And if you look at the way they're recruiting right now – It's not going to slow down. Now, they will not have Brees Hall and Brock Purdy probably next year, okay? Next year is a – you know, I'll never forget this. The first time I ever interviewed Jamie I say Pollard. 2022. Not next year's ex- you know it, yeah, yeah. 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 First time I ever interviewed Jamie Pollard, and we joke about this to this day. I was so he had just gotten the job. I had just started at Cyclone Nation, so we were both kind of starting at the same time and he's I've I've told this story before, but I I was asking him a lot about Wisconsin and how do you parallel to Iowa State, etc. And he said something to me that has always stood out to me. He, he goes, when we were at Wisconsin, we didn't just start off going 10 and 2. Right. We had to go 6 and 6 first, and then we're going 7 and 5. Um, uh, the, remember when Paul Rhodes used to talk about peaks and valleys, yep. and you don't want to be that type of – you want to be a – that is like a great way to look at Iowa State right now where – if you can get to a point where your program on a down year is seven and five, right? That's where we need to be. That's where you're at. And yep. that, like next year or 2022, you'll look ahead to that, 
and you go, well, what will Iowa State be? Well, they're going to lose Mike Rose. They're going to lose Brock Purdy. They're going to lose Brees Hall. You got all these studs, right? Eyesworth, the, Kohler. Yeah, the national perception is going to be, oh, my God, th- this team's going to go from first or second in the Big 12 to, like, eighth. Well, we all know they've recruited well enough and they're developing well enough Yep. that in a bad year, they could still be fifth in the league. In going to the Alamo Bowl or, I guess you know, like the, wherever. Yep. Right. And I think that's why next year will be super interesting for that aspect because everyone's going to be expecting Iowa State to fall back to where Iowa State should be. Should be. But again, you're five years into this. Like, I... Yeah. We don't give the staff enough credit. I mean, it's really incredible. What staff... Whatever. Uh, I mean, I, I Real just, quick, we both shot it down immediately, but the Tom Manning, Kansas stuff, oh. that's not true. That is not happening. I, and, and I wrote this on the forums, but I, most people wouldn't realize Manning and Haycock both are approaching a million dollars per year. Like, Iowa State is paying its assistance very well now. Hypothetical. Because this got me to thinking. Who's going to take that job? I don't care. Hypothetical. <laughs> Matt Campbell. Um, Belichick retires. Campbell gets the Patriots oh job. Oh, gosh. January. Who's your next head coach? Do you need another pour? No. Cody I mean, Road? I mean I, I, no, I'm not. Obviously, I don't want this no, to happen. No, hypothetical. Is Tom Manning just the guy? Do you just give it to him? I think uh, your two main candidates are on the staff. I think it's Manning. And if you could keep Haycock, great. I also think Nate Shieldhouse is a future head coach. Ooh, interesting. But I don't know if he's, I, he, think I mean, he's, he's not ready yet. But no, it's Tom Manning. Be I the think first, you just first call. I don't think you bat your bat an eye. I think you just give it to Tom I Manning. Agree. I agree with that. I agree with that. Especially the fact that he came back the way that he did. Like he clearly wants to be here. You know, like I, I don't, don't, don't. I don't think you do a national search. You, you give no, him the job. I, I, this is one that fits the whole. The only Iowa other State. guy. Who right. I would consider is, uh, and we hope this doesn't happen. Yeah, no, but but yeah, I think you got to. It's for the sake of the podcast. Yeah, for the sake of the conversation. That, the guy out in Buffalo, he is old. Yeah, him I, and Pollard are. Connected. But at that point, if Manning's that close, you just that's my yeah. deal. Like, and then you can keep a bunch of support staff. It, like Matt wouldn't take everybody to the NFL. No, and then these guys keep their jobs, and you kind of just keep rolling. Like a Derek Hoodger, who's the phenomenal recruiting director. Yep. Like you know, you don't oh, you don't so drop off. That's why people always promote from within if they uh, if you can if you can yeah. and if you don't have the right guy you don't have the right guy. Because that that was the only thing when I saw that before I had put any time into it at all. I was like, God, I don't want to lose Manning because he like he's I the just heir apparent. I want that ace in the I, hole. You know what I mean? No, he's he would be the definitely the first choice for what it's worth. Like I'm I'm not. Insinuating, yeah, that Matt is deep. sure, but it's it's interesting because these are the conversations that again, Jamie has a short list. Yes, like I would hope Manning is got to be on that short list at least, no question. I I I think there are, I mean, you had a great podcast with Haycock. I think if he was a little bit younger, you know, he would have interest in coaching at the Power Five. I'm not sure he would at this point. Um, or if he's happy with his current role, I don't know. Have to talk to John in, in an honest moment. But I, I do think Manning, Shieldhouse, I think Tyson Vite at yeah, some point would be a fantastic. great head coach. I mean, that guy is super dynamic. For what it's worth, uh, Haycock, top five favorite people I've ever covered. Love Man, him. That's I've, Love tremendous, him. tremendous. I, I mean, he's, I think he's, he would. He's the best. That's why I think he would. Such a if great he'd be guy. interested. His knowledge and um, steady hand would certainly have to be up there, but I think if you would t- if you would ask me right now, I think Manny would be choice number one. Yeah, I, I would agree. Let's get Saban to come here, <laughs> I, just for like selfish. I don't know if I want Saban. I don't know either. <laughs> yeah. you, I mean, you think Campbell's tough with the media right now, getting him locked down so, for an hour. In retrospect, now. How awful was the Les Miles hire? Terrible. I mean, it just complete train wreck. Awful and it, it got them all fired. 
I mean, got Jeff Long fired too. And all these, all these guys now are like, wow. I mean, how? I mean, you you could see that coming from. Oh yeah, hundred thousand miles away. I, I think I, I'm pretty sure I talked about it when it happened. I was like, this is a good thing for Iowa State. He's going to keep him in the cellar. Generally, the the thought is, it doesn't always work out this way. You'll see a guy will surprise you every once in a while. Uh, like Larinaga did this when he went to Miami. Like there's, you know, Tubby went to a tournament, but like usually you don't. There, there was a reason. Yeah, yeah, there was a reason why when Last Miles got fired, he didn't get a job immediately. Well, right? No, yeah. I mean, but he had multiple things work. Like the LSU stuff comes out where he was. No, but I'm just saying in general. Yeah. No, I generally agree like so. It's like. Well, this What's guy won a national title. Yeah. Why Why is there not more interest in him? There's usually a reason, even yeah. if we don't know about it. Well, there, there was a report that came out this week. Uh, there was a, a Kansas high school football coach at one of their premier programs. So when, when Les first got hired, he gave him a call. It was like a half-hour conversation. And Les started reading from the same script three different times. Like he had a script of what he was going to talk about. And he just kept going back to it like he couldn't remember what he was supposed to say. Yeah, he's... Like, he's not... He's kind of loony, man. Yeah, yeah, he's just kind of aloof. Anyway, not shocked. I, I, do you think they'll hire the Air Force guy? Man, I hope not. Yeah, I don't want to play, I don't want to play the triple option in the I, Big 12. I've been saying that with Kansas for a long time. In fact, you know me, I was on the Paul you, Johnson bandwagon there for a while. they hired Matt Campbell. Yeah. Even. I mean, I was at that point with Iowa State. Like, I am a big proponent of just if you're that bad of a program, yeah, do something different. We'll see. I yeah, the air. air he's a good coach. He's good. He was a candidate when Campbell got hired. Good thing Iowa State made that move. I'd like to see him against that three man John Haycock front. <laughs> All right, boy. We do know one thing: Matt Campbell is in the know. <laughs> Michael Admire sent me the best text tweet today. He said that Kim Mulkey is in the know and he spelled oh. it G N E A U X. Phenomenal. See you in the NCAA tournament, Kim. Guys, and don't don't tweet at it. Like we don't want Kim Mulkey to die. No, we were no. just using that song with her leaving the Big Twelve. Don't take it literally. It's a great movie though. It's okay. Here's some English on your way out. Have a great week, guys. From the lips to the hips, we're complicit in meeting with Taylor each time. Keep living in the reverie. The future is a memory. But now, this is the moment when two Collide. A place where I